Stuck in the Mud, my weekly market review, October 29th, 2023. It was another brutal week for stocks. Last week, the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ both officially joined the Russell 2000 small cap index by falling below their long-term moving averages and into correction territory, which is defined as down 10% or more from a recent high. And a third straight calendar month of stock price declines is on the cards. The solid 4,200 to 4,500 range for the S&P 500 that has been in place since early summer has now broken to the downside. The index closed on Friday at 41.17. A perceived lack of political progress over the weekend Overseas in the Middle East and domestically in Washington, D.C., saw markets open on Monday in a depressed mood. The 10-year Treasury interest rate retreating a bit from a 16-year high of over 5% and oil prices ticking lower created a few twists and turns along the way, but the S&P 500 still finished the day at its lowest level since May. Tuesday was a much better day as investors began to get enthusiastic about the possibility of imminent blowout big tech earnings and Treasury yields stabilized, all of which helped prices move higher, particularly for the tech-heavy Nasdaq. After hours, Google disappointed, but Microsoft beat expectations. The Alphabet Google earnings report, particularly the lower-than-expected revenue from its cloud business, continued to trouble markets on Wednesday, meaningfully dragging down all the indexes, but particularly the NASDAQ, which had its worst day of 2023 so far, and saw the impressive gains of the day before disappear instantly in a puff of smoke. Wednesday was also the day that House Republicans finally agreed on the choice of a stolen 2020 election conspiracy theorist and January 6th insurrection apologist and good buddy of Team Burn It All Down in Congress, Mike Johnson from Louisiana as Speaker, and second in line to the position of most powerful human being on the planet. The market's reaction was, yeah, whatever, but now the real work begins. How are you going to avoid a U.S. government being shut down on November 18th? Because right now we seem a million miles away from any resolution. Before the market opened on Thursday, we learned that U.S. gross domestic product GDP growth in Q3 accelerated to an astonishingly high 4.9% annualized rate, more than double the second quarter pace, according to the latest estimate. More interest rate hikes in December or next year, anyone? Meta Facebook reported decent earnings, but issued a note of caution on ad spending down the line that sent its shares tumbling. And it was another stinker of a day with the nastiest aroma again wafting around tech stocks in the NASDAQ. Tech rebounded somewhat out of the gate on Friday with positive reports from Amazon and Intel. But then alongside rapidly rising fears of a further expansion of military activity in Gaza, along with the word that U.S. aircraft are bombing Syria, the latest core personal consumption expenditures PCE inflation reading was released ahead of the Fed interest rate meeting next week. It increased 0.3% last month and 3.7% year over year, and consumer spending increased 0.7%, surpassing estimates of 0.5%. In other words, 
Inflation is not going lower as hoped. What did we learn last week? Well, the world of geopolitics looks grim. It's not always entirely sunshine and roses in the third quarter earnings garden. Interest rates in general and mortgage rates in particular keep on trucking upwards. And U.S. inflation seems stuck in the mud and is not going anywhere in a hurry. And while none of these are yet medium, longer term bearish game changers on their own, the fact they are all happening at the same time means that no one wants to seem like the optimist in the room right now. There's also a nagging feeling that those quite incredible Q3 GDP numbers just can't be right for some reason and will ultimately be revised down, maybe heavily. When it comes to earnings, the problem is not that tech earnings have been outright bad. They haven't been, but it's an expectation problem. Tech firms are simply not producing the kinds of growth that was assumed when artificial intelligence mania hit the markets in May. And so we are seeing those AI-driven gains given back entirely as you would expect when the strong bounce higher in stocks in May and June was mostly based on such overly aggressive growth assumptions. The relative failure of these assumptions to play out as hyped has just become another obstacle for the market going forward along with the others I just listed. Remember, though, that bull markets generally die when excitement reaches a fever pitch, when everybody is fully invested in stocks and there's nobody left to buy. That's when things turn properly south. Today, despite this year's double-digit rally in stocks, we're not even close to that kind of euphoria. That is the light at the end of the tunnel.